0: titans
1: hello everyone and welcome back to a special presentation of anime club after dark i have with me tonight our chivalry of shota shotaro we cf <laughs> and tonight we are going to be talking about episode 9 of vinland saga this will probably be a pretty short uh episode review because uh, not a whole lot of things happened in this episode. A lot of this episode just revolved around a fight between two characters. So um, I guess we can talk about that. So this episode begins basically with Askeladd and his troop. Uh, actually, it, it kind of begins before that with Floki coming up to uh, Thorkel on London Bridge, who is fighting with or fighting for the English. Um, and Floki brings him a, uh, I guess you could say a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, um, a message. I was to say a message. There's actually another word I was looking for, but I can't think of it. Um, a message from King Swim. It's like, hey, you know, you could fight for us and we'll pay you more. Torkoal's like, fuck that. I just want to kill people.
0: So he's,
1: I know, so he starts attacking Floki. Floki goes back and tells uh, is in this and he's like oh shit okay um, but in the meantime when that happens you see Askeladd's troop also attack the bridge to see if they can take it by themselves and he uh, Askeladd, uh tells Thorfinn hey bring me Thorkell's, uh head for me why don't you and then that's what the rest of the episode basically is about
0: <laughs> I like how Askeladd's strategy was to fling Thorfinn like a catapult fodder <laughs> exactly gates. i thought that was
1: that was kind of funny too and uh, it's like hey distract this person while we uh do some shit children <laughs> um, are the new cannonball yeah they're certainly the new cannon fodder um yeah so so since so much of this episode revolves around that battle between thorfinn and thorkel i figured it's probably be a good idea to analyze it um First of all, uh, do you agree with me that this was
0: actually a pretty well-choreographed fight? I loved it. Great choreography. <laughs> I sound like I'm dead, but I actually did love it. Um, <laughs> I especially enjoyed the... Well, the f- the fight opened with uh, like a 360-degree camera swing, which I'm like, yes, give me... Uh, not dementia... What's that thing? It starts with vertigo. a D. Oh, sure. That is the correct word. <laughs> Does not start with a D. No. <laughs> Give me vertigo. I, I am enjoying the vertigo from those camera swings. Um, we mentioned I, it in a,
1: in a previous episode <laughs> that we, were, that we uh, reviewed that, you know, the, Studio Wit, very Attack on Titan-like. They, they love to swing that camera around. Yes,
0: and it works really well for action fights. So. Also, I would say I would
1: say even though this wasn't in slow motion, the actual like spinning around of the camera did remind me a little bit of that, that shot you see in the Matrix the first time where, you know, the time slows down and it just goes into three sixty, it's like that's kind of what it reminded me of, minus the whole slow motion thing.
0: It just really gets you like hype and really helps yes. the tension. Give me that adrenaline shot. <laughs> It's certainly,
1: it's certainly the money shot when it comes to action. Um, so, yeah, Studio Wit certainly playing to their strengths with that, I think. Um, they'd certainly have it down by this point, I would say. Uh, but the fight itself was pretty action-packed. Um, of course, of course you have this. has happened so many times in this show now, where there'll be a huge group of guys surrounding Thorfinn, but then there's this one guy which he's really after. He's like, wait, everyone stand down. I'll take care of this.
0: Well, what is it's the like, other situation where that happened? Well, there's been
1: like twice now where he's duelled with Ascalad, where everyone around him could have taken the shot at Thorfinn and they didn't.
0: Yeah, true.
1: And it's just because it's all people, about the, the, the person in well, it's like the, it's like the person the person in charge is like, hold on, I'll I'll take care of this. Don't you worry.
0: But you see, that's like it's actually in character for Thorkell it to is. do that. It is, it is. It's it's certainly a very honorable way to do it. Um if I not think he does it more way. less for honor in for Thorkel's uh in Thorkell's or for in for Thorkel in particular, it's less about an honor and it's more about I wanna get this killed by myself. Yeah.
1: I, I mean it, it's worth it's worth pointing out that Thorkel has what could only be described as bloodlust. Um I really can't think of any other way to describe that uh, He seemingly lives To fight which um, Is something that's I don't know exactly how s- Historically true that is I'm, I'm sure there were certainly Vikings that did that a lot But it's sort of like the like Hollywood cliche of Viking. It's like they're always ready to go fight and, and they're out for blood all the time Like that's what Thorkel embodies
0: to me Is it a cliche? Trope a cli- a Trope may be a better word than cliche isn't it accurate? Wasn't that the fighting style of the Vikings?
1: Like I say, I, I don't know exactly how true it was for all Vikings, but it's certainly what's portrayed in a lot of history books and a lot of like Hollywood representations of Vikings. Sure. I don't know, it's just like Thorkill is like what when, when you when you say Viking, Thorkill is kind of what I
0: expect a a Viking to be like, I guess. I think Thorkel is a bit more A bit more in his head than what I would expect a Viking to be. Like, I expect a Viking to be like Bjorn on the Mushrooms, where he's like (laughs) slabbing his head into the post and then he sees you and then he rushes you. Thorka likes to play with his food before mutilating it. You know, that's actually
1: a pretty good way to put it. Now that you mention it. Uh, I, I definitely think there's a certain amount of bloodlust in him. He he certainly loves, as you say, playing with his prey, um, and that's certainly what he does with Thorfinn when they fight. Um, I also love I loved in this fight how uh, Thorfinn tries to use strategy against him, and it, it does seem to work. Um, he ends up like cutting across his hand, and Thor or Thorco looks at it and goes like, "Oh, all right, so you can hit me." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he tries. Orphans like analyzing me it's like all of his weak points are too high for me to reach I'm gonna have to bring him down to my level I know what I'll do I'll fucking slide under him and kick him in the knee
0: speaking of attack on titan I didn't know we were getting a remake of the fight against a colossal titan (laughs) well (laughs) I would say scale down slightly though (laughs) but it was so similar for to like fighting titans it's like You have to aim for the weak points. You have to cut open the tendons. Then you have to make the Titan fall. He literally fell on the ground. (laughs) Like he couldn't attack him until he fell on the ground. It was like a little too similar to Fighting Titans. But you know, it was also, if you haven't seen Attack on Titan before that, um, it still came off as pretty... uh, Tactical on Thorfinn's part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it
1: obviously worked because it got him down to his level.
0: And, that, you know, there's 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 a lot of,
1: like, truth to that, I would say, to, to any, like, fighting any person is you've got to hit their weak spots. You can't just go at them where they're the strongest. Like, if you're going up against someone who has a lot of upper body strength but is weak in uh, lower body strength, you would attack them in their lower body because it's where they
0: can defend you the least well i think he was just going for like the specific tendons not like where he's weak or not
1: maybe but there is you have to admit there's a huge height disparity between the two people fighting
0: i mean yes but it's like so much of a disparity it's almost borderline comical it is. And I, I was
1: gonna ask you about that. So in, in uh one of the previous episodes we talked about a um how comically uh deformed uh one of the characters who is supposed to be portrayed as a villain is. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what you thought of how Thorkel is is drawn and stuff where he's he just literally towers over everyone and he has this sort of superhuman strength to pick up enormous boulders and giant
0: logs and just hurl them insane distances. So I can suspend my disbelief for Thorkel because I feel like it's somewhere near the realm of possibility where, uh, like, the Vikings are built stronger than the Englishmen, so there could be a Viking that's, like, a powerhouse physically and is super tall and super strong. I feel like that's, like, somewhat near the realm of possibility and it served a purpose in the story and it kinda like ties into the genetics of the Vikings. Whereas like with the French person there's really no there's really no reason to do that. <laughs>
1: I mean yeah fair enough. Um I think obviously you have to think that his strength is a little bit exaggerated for, you know, it is anime obviously. But um it, it's more believable than the deformed French general, I'll give you that. It's it, you have to suspend disbelief a lot less, I would say.
0: I feel like Thorkel is expanding on like a part of history in the mm. way that like, you know, genetics whereas They're deforming the Frenchman for, like, plot reasons. So I'm more lenient towards the Thorkel version of suspending disbelief.
1: I'd say say that's a fair assessment, though. I kind of feel the same way. Um, So this fight ends up, you know, getting wrapped up by uh, Thorfinn does land a blow uh, on his hand. Oh, I guess I should say to, to get this blow, he plays dead. Um, he actually lets himself get captured by uh, Thorkel and Thorkel's like, throwing him around on top of this little bridge fort thing and just beating the absolute shit out of him. Um, in fact, after the fight is over, Thorfinn's like, oh, God, I got, like, broken ribs and a sprained ankle and my dislocated shoulder. So he's, like, he's legitimately getting hurt. And then um, he gets... He- he gets to the point where he's essentially just playing dead in Thorcol's hands, and Thorcol kind of lowers his guard a little bit, and that's when Thorfinn springs into action by impaling his one of his hands and then cutting off two of his fingers, like, which okay. was
0: awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, I saw this coming that he was playing dead because he was still holding the dagger. When yeah, he, he was, was still lit. gripping the dagger pretty tightly. So that's you know a giveaway. For the viewers, so mm, I don't know if they should sh- have of like portrayed that differently, but maybe I, it not was a pretty little, cool. That... It was a pretty cool move. Maybe but just I did not shown coming. that
1: the dagger in his hand at all, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, I can say that, but it but it was cool the way he did it was like really cool.
0: Yeah, it was cool.
1: <laughs> I just love the fact that Thorkill just looking at his fingers just flying off like oh, okay. Like his the the amount of bloodlust he has completely prevents him from giving a shit about the severity of his injuries.
0: Honey, they're just battle scars you can brag about to your grandchildren. Maybe I would like. You, to, do you do you remember in like uh back in Iceland where there was one guy without a leg and he was like, "You cut off my leg." <laughs> 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 They're just like going about their day. That's just that's you you cut off my finger. See that's a sign of friendship and a lifetime bond between the uh, two. If I
1: will give that all to you and say I will just leave that at that. Um I just thought I thought it was funny because immediately after this Thorfinn just jumps in the water um, and just gets the fuck out and Thorko's like, Wait, wait, come back. I wanted to finish this with you. And then he, like, he throws his hand up, it's like he's waving at him goodbye, and then you just see the two fucking cut-off finger stubbed, and it's like, it's it's sort of funny, but in a really weird kind of funny way. It's not, like, laughing, like, laugh-out-loud funny, it's like, honey, you gotta get with it.
0: He's just a crazy...
1: He is. I mean, they they are If the, if the goal is to portray him as a madman, they're doing it very well because he seems the, the way he's portrayed seems like he's very unstable. I want to say unstable. Like, do, well, he he could do anything at any time.
0: Maybe like,
1: sociopathic. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. But anyway, that that's. I mean, the only other thing that really happens in this is after uh, Floki goes back and and informs Svein of what happened. Um, Svein sends, uh, his son, Canute, to go lead an army and siege London, and then we find, like, as in a previous episode, Ragnar, the guy who's assigned to be, uh, Canute's assistant, doesn't think that Canute is, is ready for this, this task. He doesn't think that he's ready to lead an army, doesn't think that he's, um got enough experience to do what he's being asked to do i also find it funny that we haven't heard canute speak at all yet yeah i mean we've seen canute and we've seen like glimpses of him and we've been told that he's supposed to be like this up-and-coming dude but we have yet to hear a voice i'm really hoping i am i'm seriously hoping actually that um they don't actually have Canute voiced by a woman, <laughs> I was despite about to how say, feminine he appears. I
0: was about to say, uh, we haven't seen his face and we haven't heard his voice because he is a woman. He is Mulan. Yeah, yeah this is this is
1: this is I I am seriously <laughs> hoping this is gonna gonna turn into fate where it turns out that Canute's just a fucking lowly, just. For- For reasons, I I don't know. The Fate series turns every male uh, historical figure into a lowly for some reason. Okay. Or it's just a woman. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much all that happens. We see uh, we see the the camp being set up across from where London Bridge is, like, too far out of Thorkle's range to, or at least were led to believe too far out of Thorkell's range to attack and he's like, oh man, I wanted to fight. I
0: also didn't notice until now, but Canute is wearing a Valkyrie helmet mm-hmm. like and no one else is wearing that kind of helmet, so like a normal Viking helmet would have, like, Horns at the sides, but his has wings, and Valkyries are uh female <laughs> yes, um, so that's another reason why i he is mulan <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we shall see i I will say uh the the show has been the anime so far has been pretty good at portraying historical figures for. More or less how they actually were, um, you know, uh, creative license notwithstanding. Um, like Thorkel was a real person. Um, I doubt he was as tall and as strong as he is portrayed in the anime, but he was a real person who was known for being very tall for the time. So, eh. yeah, speaking uh, of Thorkel,
0: um, a th- uh, thought this episode brought up that made me think. Was that, can one man decide a battle, considering the time period? Uh,
1: I, I think that the answer to that question is yes. A single man can decide the outcome of a battle. Um, you think so? For, for that time period? I'm not sure. Wait, what do you
0: mean? In this time period, you a single man cannot decide a battle.
1: Uh, I, I don't know. I think a good leader can decide the fate of an army, for sure. That's not. Um, but that's
0: not what I meant. I don't
1: i I don't know I think it's more of a philosophical question. I mean, if you look through um a lot of famous battles in in history, you can ask yourself, well, if you'd taken one of the leaders on one side of this battle out of the equation, how would things have gone differently i meant uh, like
0: physically, not mentally
1: oh you mean that, that, like actually okay, like not necessarily strategy wise but no. ha, like
0: uh uh I don't know, I don't know. Um, Thorkel seems to be the one man that is deciding this battle physically, not mentally.
1: <laughs> no well, it it's certainly in the in the fight between Thorfinn and Thorkel, yes. Um, but in the other in the other like skirmishes that we see, like in the very beginning with um uh with Floki and the other Danish uh Soldiers that stormed the bridge, uh you see Thorkel and his men fighting against them to drive them away. So, yeah, but I guess you can't is really say that one... a single man did that.
0: Yeah, Thorkel is the one. Th- you can block the arrows, you can't block the logs that Thorkel is throwing, and no one would be <laughs> able to throw logs except Thorkel. So if Thorkel wasn't there, they would have taken that bridge.
1: Yeah, there's. You're probably right. I, okay, so here, here's my thought about that. Can a single man decide a battle? Yes, in fiction, always. No, um, but that's
0: not what I meant in fiction. I meant in real what? life, in this time period. Maybe? I don't know. You don't I didn't know. live in the time period, so I can... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I ain't about that life. <laughs> I don't know. It, it is
1: a, it's a good question to ask, though. It's a really good question to ask, I think. Um, I think physically maybe um i think strategy wise yes a single man can decide well, the outcome of battle but yes i don't know Phys- the physically is a different question though and i think they're, they're it's a good question to ask
0: yeah i can't say for sure because i've never actually participated in a military battle especially w- limited to weapons of this time period but from what i can tell i'm leaning towards maybe yes a single man can considering how limited the weapons are with this time period i find that maybe somewhat believable
1: okay yeah i mean it, i think so too uh that that's that's pretty much it though that that's all that happens in this episode so um I can't think of anything else worth talking about in this episode. It was it was a good fight between uh, Thorfinn and Thorkell. I'll Also, uh, I'd like to point out there's too many people in this story that have names that start with Thor. Um, I'm really surprised in the course of recording this episode I haven't mixed up Thorfinn and Thorkel. probably because all of it's written down here for me. Uh, I already have. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if we could stop having people with Thor in their name, that'd be great. Other than that, thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you would like for us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Second Night
0: Show. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir?
1: I'm not even going to pretend to know what you said, but Moulin I know Rouge. It's from Moulin Rouge. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I, it's something about will you go to bed at midnight, but
0: uh, wait, you actually don't a, know what that line means in English.
1: I mean, it has something to do with going to bed, but that's all I know.
0: What does the Moulin Rouge have to do with Moulin? That's a real question. On that note, good night. <laughs>